0: Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is August 24th, 2020. We work together each week to introduce the work of triangles to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. And we also come together for those members who are already members of this worldwide planetary service, and together we participate in a meditative alignment in the support and strengthening of the planetary network. Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to transform and uplift
1: consciousness.
0: The work is simply the establishing of a line of lighted, loving communication between three people who agree to vivify that triangular link every day. Three people linked together as a triangle of light, mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. Their triangle is then placed within the larger framework of the planetary network of triangles all over the world. And as the network is visualized, the great invocation of world prayer is sounded in order to release and circulate spiritual energies throughout the etheric network and into the consciousness of humanity, thereby touching all open hearts and minds with the energy and the spiritual stimulation as it's released into the atmosphere. Triangles need only take a few minutes each day and can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So if you'd like to participate in this planetary service and like to form a triangle here today, you can place your name in the chat box, and hopefully two others will also place their names. And you can contact each other through the chat box um, privately to get your contact information, or you can write to us. So today, after our meditation, we have the wonderful opportunity to hear again from our Greek co-worker, Christina Kosmodaki. She works uh, for many years in support of the work of Lucis Trust in Greece, uh, doing much translation. And so we're always very happy to have Christina here to share a few thoughts with us. And as we do each week, let's now work together
2: with a brief visualization followed by the sounding of a mantra. Let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy. Now visualize within that sphere,
0: a triangle composed of the three primary planetary centers,
2: Shambhala, the planetary head center, the hierarchy, the planetary heart, and humanity, the planetary throat center. Visualize the energy circulating throughout the triangle. Flowing in all directions from point to point, merging and blending, filling the triangle with light. Now superimposed upon that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star. This is the star of the world teacher, linking east and west, past and present, radiating the energy of love wisdom. At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity
0: stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize these light and love filled energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five
2: points. London. Darjeeling, New York, Geneva, Tokyo.
0: Visualize these outpouring energies, enlivening small groups everywhere aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems,
2: creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Visualize
0: the bridge connecting humanity, the new group of world servers
2: with the hierarchy and sound the mantra. Radiance are we and power. We stand forever
0: with our hands stretched out, linking the
2: heavens and the earth Oh. There's been been much talk and much activity in
0: relation to this concept of working to bring light into the soul of the nations, to stimulate the soul of the nations. And I found an interesting quote in that regard. The Tibetan writes, when the proper and correct ray stimulation is applied to the center, which we call the soul in any form, but not to the form itself. Then that soul, thus stimulated, will do its own work of destruction, of attraction, of rebuilding, and of a consequent renewed life manifestation. This is true of the soul of man, the soul of a nation, and the soul of humanity itself. So this quote gives us a deepened perspective on the way in which we can learn to work together with energies. The incoming Aquarian Dispensation is a time when we'll have the opportunity to move from working without much precision, as is the case today, into a growing ability to work more consciously, to work in effect as white magicians. The quote tells us that as we so move, we will be able to know how to apply the proper ray stimulation to a form in order to awaken its soul. How effective would that be? So instead of looking at the form of our nations, as they manifest in the three worlds at this time, with all the flaws and personality challenges, we will learn to step back and penetrate into the world of causes and see what the sole essence of that nation or that person is seeking to express and the potential that if it does so, that it has to contribute to the whole. Each nation, just as each person has its contribution to the tapestry of that whole and through the tools of the rays and the astrology, that contribution can perhaps be better aided and understood in its working out. The Tibetan gave us some information about the souls of the nations in his book, The Destiny of the Nations. It seems he was pointing to the idea that the destiny of a nation and its role within the larger conglomerate of nations is reflected and perhaps hidden in its rays and its signs, because he gave us this information for the key nations of the world. And perhaps by experimenting with this information, we can learn to work more scientifically within the times and seasons to help facilitate effective change within the world. Perhaps one such potent opportunity to affect change, to bring in light, is coming up with the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. This influence was mentioned last week by Eduardo and has been speculated about by many people. As we know, it's occurring in zero degrees of Aquarius on the day of the winter solstice, a day which in my understanding is the day of greatest opportunity within the entire annual cycle. This conjunction occurs in rhythmic 20 year cycles and remains for 200 years in one of the elements, either earth, water, fire, and air. And this conjunction can be the harbinger of important events. Most astrologers speculate, for example, that the star of Bethlehem was actually formed by the Jupiter-Saturn conjunction that occurred at that time in Pisces around 6 CE. And was said by Blavatsky to be a sign of the coming of the Piscean savior, the Christ. Surely this coming conjunction recurring as it does in the sign of Aquarius, the sign of the coming age and avatar, has a similar signature, a similar meaning. But we know that this avatar will not come about through the birth of a child, but through some other means wherein he will appear fully formed in a time that we think not. We can participate in this event by simply keeping it in our minds and hearts and holding to a sense of expectancy. It's like a beautiful story that's unfolding in this day and age, heralded perhaps by the Neowise Neowise comment. These events we can assume are related To the very special nature of this time in planetary history, which is said to be the time for the long-awaited externalization of the hierarchy and the subsequent reappearance of the world teacher. But we're not here speculating on the actual reappearance occurring on December 21st of this year, because the time is not yet, and the necessary preconditions as told, have not been fulfilled. But it's clearly a sign in the heavens towards that eventuality. If we look back at the appearance of other avatars throughout history, we can see their births also coincided with Jupiter-Saturn alignments, but in signs resonant with their nature. For example, at the time of the Buddha's birth, the conjunction occurred in Taurus, the sign most closely associated with the Buddha, for he was both born, died, and achieved enlightenment in that sign. And also at the birth of Mohammed, the conjunction occurred in the sign of Scorpio, the sign which corresponded to his sixth ray quality. The planet Jupiter is the sacred planet along the second-ray line line of love, wisdom, the energy conditioning, the world's saviors. Jupiter will be in Aquarius the sign in which it is the ruler esoterically and will therefore bring about a powerful stimulation for those who can tune into this energy and also to those countries that are likewise aligned with it. In this regard, we might want to keep in mind a triangle highlighted by the Tibetan between three nations that are related to the second ray, Aquarian, influence. Russia, the United States, and the UK. The Tibetan asks us to vivify that triangular link. For the lines of unification have to be fostered between these three countries in order to help usher in the new cycle. That's one of the reasons why the allied forces won the war, we might speculate, because they were able to build strong bonds of strength and unity between these three countries, which was needed to bring the war to a successful conclusion. And it's interesting to note that these three countries will be stimulated by this Jupiter-Saturn conjunction in Aquarius. The US and the UK are both ruled at the soul level by the second ray. Therefore, Jupiter is the key ruling planet for each of them. The UK is ruled at the soul level by Gemini, another air sign, a second ray sign So at the soul level, there's a harmonious flow with this energy of the conjunction bringing in soul light. The U.S. is also ruled at the soul level by the second ray of love wisdom, but also and auspiciously by Aquarius. So this influx of energies from the conjunction will powerfully impact the U.S., Perhaps if we aid that process during this conjunction and Russia ruled at the soul level by Aquarius as well. So let's do what we can to help facilitate this triangle. To aid in the consolidation of the lighted love united these three countries. And finally, in relation to the planet as a whole the conjunction is also highly auspicious. For our planet is ruled at the soul level by the second ray of love wisdom, ruled by Jupiter. And at the personality level, we're ruled by the third ray, reflective of the planet Saturn. Therefore, the coming together of these two planetary energies, Jupiter and Saturn, second, and third ray, both in the sign of Aquarius, the sign of the age into which our planet is moving, is surely reflective of great possibility for the merging of the soul and personality of the planet as a whole. Let us hold this possibility in our consciousness, thus contributing to our ability to aid in the letting in of the light. So now, let's work together with our Triangles Meditation Group Visualization. Let's come together in group fusion. Let's link in thought as a soul as a point of love and light with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Triangles meditation group. We we'll sound the affirmation of will. Let's link with the highest center, Shambhala. In the center of the will of God, I stand. Nought shall deflect my will from His. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the Triangle Divine, work out that will within the square and serve
2: my fellow men.
0: Hold the consciousness immersed within the light of the group's soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Visualize these energies unifying and eliminating all divisions within humanity, healing and transforming human consciousness, establishing right human relationships. Sound the of unification. The souls of all are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Prior to sounding the great invocation, let's pause and consider the work that will be done by the words as they're poured out. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light and love and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. From the point of light, within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center where the will of God is known, let purpose guide all little human wills, the purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center
1: Thank oh.
2: Thank you
0: everyone. Now I'd like to welcome Christina. Hello, Christina. Hello. Hi, welcome. It's nice to be here.
3: Thank you. And warm greetings to everyone from Greece. A warm thank you also for this invitation and for your beautiful presentation of the introduction. And it's always a joy and privilege to participate in the work of triangles, and for all of us to play our little part in the purification of the planetary atmosphere, aiding to offset any contamination caused by poisonous and virulent agents. You see, purification and purity is the key words for the sign of Virgo we just entered shortly after the new moon, in the fiery sign of Leo. And I think that much of this crisis concerns and aids as well the purification of the heart of humanity, and also refers to our wholeheartedness that might be described as the power of spiritual and focused single-mindedness. It's the only place, perhaps, which can lead us eventually out of instability and doubt, uncertainty, and tumult. What makes this sixth sign, Virgo, so interesting and timely, related to our triangles' work as well, is its triplicity. In fact, it's one of the only two triple signs in the zodiac. The other one is Scorpio, and it is this triplicity, standing for the mental, emotional, and physical vehicle of the soul, which pairs both. In the secret doctrine, we have a description of pure spirit before he he became matter and how after its fall on earth, the divine serpent office and its pattern and form joined at the one sign of the androgen Virgo Scorpio. Both signs, Virgo and Scorpio, are connected with the growth of Christ consciousness and what we call the birth of Christ in the human heart. And this is maybe the most critical issue in the esoteric agenda of our transitional times of, of deep crisis. Both, quote, mark critical points in the soul's experience, points of integration when the soul is consciously attuning itself with the form and at the same time with spirit. And when the experience of the soul undergone in Virgo is consummated in Pisces, the tests of Scorpio have led to illumination in Taurus, then the effects of these four energies, Virgo, Pisces, Scorpio and Taurus, will be to make man the true triangle, expressing the three divine aspects or energies as they are coming from the major constellations, Great Bear, Pleiades and Sirius, unquote. From a wider perspective, humanity is said to be entering into the eighth month of the gestation period, and we may notice that eight is the number of Scorpio, the sign of tests and trials and of discipleship. But the outcome for this crisis of the birthplace might be seen as inevitable and sure as numbers are speaking their own truth. And how is that? Eight, as we know, Uh, is uh, the sign of Scorpio, and eight are the signs counting from Virgo to Aquarius on the reverse wheel, which gives the guarantee that the birth of the new age and the new consciousness is inevitable and sure. Maybe we can see it as the only new, our only new certainty. In this relation of Virgo and Aquarius, the mother of Christ and the global server, There is a great potential and potency. We may notice that the esoteric name of the great law of service is law of water and the fishes and its symbol, a man with a pot of water. Um, Furthermore, their mutual relation is described in esoteric astrology and is quite revealing and beautiful. Virgo hides the light which irradiates the world in Aquarius and Aquarius releases Virgo from its load. A minor clue may be found in the position of these both signs in the zodiacal cycle because they are forming an aspect of 150 degrees called quincux for those who are uh, familiar with the horoscopes and it's related to the symbol of the five-pointed star. The triplicity of Virgo is highlighted also as it belongs to a greater triangle of the three Earth signs. Taurus, Virgo, and Capricorn, in their interrelation and blending of energies, in connection to our non-sacred planet Earth, they are affecting the earthly manifestation of the kingdoms in nature, and in terms of light, they are called Taurus, the light of knowledge, Virgo is the hidden light of God, and Capricorn, the light of life. Maybe we can recall the invocative appeal in the first stanza of the Great Invocation concerning our Earth. Let light descend on Earth. Between the above-mentioned two signs, as if between two summits, Virgo symbolizes depth, darkness, quiet and warmth. It's the valley of deep experience wherein secrets are discovered and eventually brought to light. Is a place of slow, gentle, and yet powerful crises and periodic developments which take place in the dark and yet which lead to light. It's the blinded stage which ever precedes the gift of light. Virgo is known and stands also for the womb of time. It's the guardian of time. Where in God's plan, the mystery and the secret of the ages is slowly matured and with pain and discomfort and through struggle and conflict, brought into manifestation at the end of the appointed time. Herein, and in particular relation with the three earth signs, might the reason be found for the relatively new emergence of the new group of world servers, whose members belong to all nations, they know no separation, and share in common their love for humanity. Let us remember that they are called, they are ruled, sorry, by Taurus, and they are subject to the law of group endeavor, whose symbol is that of Capricorn, a god on the mountaintop, indicating group elevation and group initiation. Holding a place and function similar somehow to Virgo, that is the middle point and mediator between hierarchy hierarchy and humanity. The slow and careful formation of this bridging and healing group, as pointed out in Education in the New Age, is indicative of the crisis, the birth crisis. So, like a skillful and compassionate midwife, they have the role to help and effectively facilitate this delivery for they are conscious and present at the birth pangs of the new civilization and the coming into manifestation of the new race, the new culture, and the new world outlook, also in education. In this context, one of their main objectives and tasks, as you mentioned also in the introduction, is to evoke the soul ray of the nation into an increased functioning activity. In this way, the law of cleavages, which we see today ruling or governing the leading nations of the world, and this law belongs to the fifth root race, can be replaced or offset by the law of loving understanding, a law that is inherent to the sixth root race. At the present moment, this can be sensed, of course, only by disciples and the aspirants of every nation, because the controlling factor in all nations is nowadays their personality race. Although it's not a new one, the science of invocation and evocation, in other words, of impression and expression of certain great ideas, as is the key note of the meditation of the new group of word servers, is gaining increasing recognition and momentum. Several spiritual groups all over the world are coming up in one or the other way, with this as a primary mission in their agenda, like little, like little sparks in darkness or like flickering stars in the night sky. The seven-year cycle of the New Group of World servers Festival week might have offered a renewed impetus, apart from impact, towards this group effort. Let's hope that it may prove to be contagious, perhaps under the law of magnetic impulse. And it might be true that in this world period we have the division of the sign of the Sphinx into two signs, lion and virgin, soul and form, because the state of human evolution and conscious realization is that of a recognized duality, but the eternal riddle of man-know-thyself remains a mystery to be solved, this time on the higher turn of the spiral at the threshold of the Aquarian Age for shows. And a new expression may may appear, which Rudolf Steiner calls the self-knowledge of the people, for even as the saying, know thyself, played a great part in the mysteries of Apollo in ancient Greece. So likewise, in no distant future, this will be spoken to the folk souls, folk zealand, or nation souls, know yourselves as nation souls. Uh, Here I would like to At this moment to put uh, an end to my talk for open the space uh, for questions and for um, Comments perhaps Because this space is very important also in our time and especially for this uh, Sign of Virgo
0: Thank you so much Christina um, I have a, I think that there is a close relationship between the sign of Virgo, the sign of the indwelling Christ consciousness, and our particular planet, and I wonder if
3: if you have ever thought that as well. Can you please, could you please repeat the question, because uh, uh, for technical reasons I couldn't hear it well.
0: Okay. Um, I think that there is a very close relationship between our planet earth and the sign of virgo and actually i think the tibetan doesn't give um, the ruling planet the ruling sign for the earth but i think it is virgo so i wondered if you have ever thought of that
3: um considering uh, your um what you said also in your introduction i'm I saw also the um, Virgo and Capricorn, as um, because they are the signs of uh, the soul of Greece, the first one, and the second is of the personality of Greece, Mm. and it brought me this idea of uh, what you uh, really could uh, explain for the um, Jupiter and Saturn uh, conjunction in December. I really haven't thought so much about uh, the, the, the point and the essence of your question. I tend to see Saturn as um as um, connected with our planetary uh how can I say you know? Evolution, or yeah. Evolution, yes, because it's it's an old story with Saturn.
1: Yeah. Also the
3: old Saturn and uh, the uh, the golden age of Saturn and and many many things. Anyway, it's not now time, but uh, uh, which is a benevolent um, um, planet. Actually, it's not like we think or we might think it is.
0: It depends. The the way we um, are impacted by the planet Saturn is reflective of our stage in evolutionary development because, as you know, it can be the planet of hard knocks and uh, karmic impacts. But once um, people are firmly upon the path, it's, as you know, the planet of opportunity and discipleship. So like all the planets, it depends on the evolution of the person
3: and also, we might say of karma, which on the other hand relates to the Syrian lodge, or you know what I mean with the Lord of Karma, and, and it's a beautiful connection.
0: Yes, well, let's uh let's see what our audience here if anyone would like to share. A comment, and many have. Um, you could read some of those, Christina. But also, if you would like, anyone would like to share audibly, you can click on your name in the participants box, and we'll unmute your microphone. So, can you see the chat box, Christina?
3: Yes, I can see okay. it. I I hope I can see everything because it's very small slot here. Oh, I see.
0: There's one by Matthew, Martin, do you see that one?
3: I haven't been yet. Okay, yes. It says,
0: to make it more understandable, I think, the soul of a nation is the composite of national values and ideals with which the people most strongly resonate. Therefore, to invoke and empower the soul of a nation, meditate on the greatest values and ideals of the nation.
3: Indeed, indeed. Uh, only that um, Asagioli is saying on the same topic that uh, both nations and individuals concerning the self or the soul are super conscious, uh, meaning that um, it's not on our um, it, it, that it does exist, but in a realm or a level that is ordinary above the reach of the personal consciousness. So, I don't know if this might bridge this uh, comment of uh, Matthew, or, and, and, and that also um, it reveals, it manifests in usually only on exceptional occasions, but which are so vivid, potent, and of such a different quality that they bear a sure proof of their higher origin. So that means it's not so simple to me um, just to put it in, uh, in, in in a rule of how we can approach um, this um, this mission or this task which lies in the heart of the new group versus of, of hierarchy, of course. Mm-hmm. But I appreciate very much this uh, approach. There's a hand raised, so I'll
0: unmute David's microphone or ask to unmute. David, are you there? Hello, David.
2: Can Um, you hear me? Yeah. I always thought that the soul was similar to the of an individual, subject to the same laws and conditions. The individual is to the world. Christina, do you think that true or not?
0: Uh, There was a little bit of audio disturbance. Christina, could you hear his question?
3: I I couldn't, and I would ask for help, please. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Um, David was saying, I believe, if I could hear correctly, that the soul he, his, his understanding is that the soul of the nation is similar to the soul of the individual, and there was a second part, David. What was that? And
2: As subject to the same laws
0: yeah. and 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 rules that uh, a individual disciple is. Yeah, this so is that, true.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Although connected with the super soul and the soul of the planet, it, it's, it's a whole hierarchical um, chain in this.
0: Thank you. Uh,
3: let see. I see the comment of uh, Clarence Harvey. Okay. And, uh, i think it's a it's a very beautiful point okay would you like to read that release uh, yes this um, load let's say of the hidden christ yes 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 it's beautiful. yeah
0: that's exactly the point that i was trying to make clarence that i feel that the earth has this uh, it 's a planet of suffering we know, and crisis the planet that 's the most afflicted by this quality in our entire solar system, Mars and Saturn also being on the path of initiation and because of this path of initiation and the suffering that we 've been experiencing as a planet, it has created an, an enhanced or more rapid evolutionary development, and so I think It's an experiment, initiation has its pros, but it also has its cons um, due to overstimulation and inability to assimilate the powerful forces that are pouring in. Um, It's a risk and our logos it seems has either been offered to take this risk or I think more likely had to take this risk in order to uh, make up for past um, challenges and crises. And so but the the solar system, the logos himself, is watching what's going on on our planet in order to see if this experiment can work, it will certainly serve as a model for a more rapid evolutionary um, process to unfold on other planets in other systems and um, so I think what's going on here is very much related to this idea of virgo wherein the sparking of the Christ consciousness occurs within the form. We are, after all, an earth sign. We are earth. You know, we are the earth. So, anyway.
3: And, and it's really sacrificial um, yes. effort to, because it's a big risk and, and price to pay for become for becoming a sacred planet, of course, yes.
0: Yeah. Um, let's see, Michelle Pineda has a comment. I understand from esoteric astrology that the Earth, Mars, and Saturn, oh yeah, form an entity that composes the physical Earth, astral Mars, and Saturn mental bodies of that entity. Yeah, it's actually the third ray. It's how the the Twin tells us that that entity is the entity through which the third, the powerful influx of the third ray pours into our entire system. It needs uh, three three planets. We do so. um, would, would you like to read Eduardo's comments, the subsequent comment, Christina? Did you see um,
3: that? Yes, Saturn is uh, such an interesting planet indeed. In myth, Kronos is responsible for the castration of Uranus, thus causing it to separate from Gaia, the Earth, and thus being the process of time, both death, corruption, though also opportunity and evolution. Is a zero point of the unfolding of time and manifestation. Mm. It's so true, Eduardo. Yes. Yes. And do you
0: have? Uh, I'm sure in Greece you have such a deepened understanding of words. Chronos, um, I know, is is your
3: yes, and and keros, uh, which is ephkereia, opportunity. It's uh, the kairotic moment. This is very important and and quite different from from the english notions of time and hour and this and that yeah well how is it how is it understood um it's more understood uh, when we say the time will come it's it's like a, a pregnancy of time yes. you know what i mean yes it it's like um, yeah time is an authority but it's um, a benevolent um, once you are um, coordinated with it mm. that's why i referred also before of chronos and saturn as a benevolent planet a father let's say yes mm. any
0: other comments here yeah. All right. Well, did you have any final thoughts you'd like to share with the group before we close with a moment of silence? Christina
3: i'm really overloaded with thoughts, and it's so difficult <laughs> to get them free and and in in uh, in good, in a good order I'm sorry, but uh, I, I really i'm um, bursting out of this energy which is uh, uh, created today and nowadays, yes.
0: Thank you so much
3: for sharing with us and thank you
0: to the group for your participation and your aid in the meditation. So let's just all thank Christina and close with a moment of silence to link with all Triangles workers throughout the world. Thank you, and we will hope to see you again. Thank you, Christina. Thank you.